on, say it like you mean it. This is God's word. Not Pastor Eben's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we ask that you bless your word at this time. Anoint our hearts, our minds, our ears, and our spirits to absorb what you're wanting to say in our lives. And I thank you in advance that as we apply what we learn, signs, miracles, and wonders are going to follow our lives because that's what your word declares. And we believe it and receive it in Jesus' name. Everybody say Amen, amen. God bless you this morning. Well, believe it or not, I'm starting a new series this morning, and it's entitled Going Up. Everybody say, Going Up. And the whole purpose of this series is to provide you with principles that will help you grow closer to God. Because growing closer to God is not automatic, most people don't know what steps to take or how to get unstuck from where they are. And this series will discuss the principles on how to spiritually grow up. It will also help you learn how to hear the voice of God, how to effectively study your Bible, and then last of all, how to pray and get your prayers answered. Can somebody say amen to that? And every topic will provide you with insight on how to know God better and get closer to Him. And one of the reasons why this is on my heart to teach, remember, the mission and vision of our church is to know Christ and to to make Him known. And we're going to do that in four ways. We're going to know Christ first personally. And then we're going to grow in Christ internally. Then we're going to share Christ or share Him externally. And then we're going to go sharing him globally and so this whole series is centered around us growing in him internally so if you have your bibles i want you to find two verses of scripture find genesis chapter 11 genesis chapter 11 and then i want you to find exodus chapter 19 that was genesis chapter 11 and then i want you to find exodus chapter 19 And if I don't get into most of what I want, I will do my best to complete it on next week. Genesis chapter 11, verse 1. And here's the first point that I want you to write down if you're taking notes. God will always come down when you make an effort to go up. I'm going to say that again. God will always come down. Everybody say come down. God will always come down. When you and I make an effort to go up. So we can kind of call call this principle the principle of moving first. So in Genesis chapter 11. Now the example of this story may 
look negative, but I want to show you some principles out of this text that will help you and I go up so we can grow closer to God. Verse 1 of chapter 11 says, And the whole earth was of one, one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And they dwelt or stayed there. And they said to one another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick from stone and slime, had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered upon the the, the whole face of the earth. Watch this now. Now, let me just stop right there and say, and say this. Notice that their whole goal was to try to reach God. But see, God has a prescribed way in which he wants us to reach him. And they were doing it in an unauthorized way. You cannot grow to know God in the flesh. And what this represented was them wanting to get closer to God, but they were doing it in the flesh. But watch this though. Let me show you what happened. As they begin to build this tower, watch in verse 6. And the Lord said, or verse 5, And the Lord came down, everybody say, He came down. He came down to see the tower and the city which the children of men had built it. And the Lord said, Behold, the people are one. Or the people is one. Uh, I think God was black. That sounds like Ebonics to me. The people is one. I'm just joking. God is not black. He's spirit, okay? All right. He said, The people is one, and they are all of one language. They begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. He says, Go to, read this with me. Let us go. Let us go down and confound their language. And, and it goes on to say, you know, the Lord scattered them. And this is where the different languages came about. But I wanted you to see in this text that as they tried to go up, God began to come down. In other words, in order for us to grow closer to God, the first move is on us. Look at your neighbor and say, I didn't know that. Now go to Exodus chapter 19 quickly. Go to Exodus chapter 19. Exodus 19, we're going to start in verse 7. Exodus 19 verse 7, I'm going to read it. It says, And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord had commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, watch this now, Lo, I come unto, unto you in a thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak to you and believe you forever. How many know God, can, uh, God speaks to, uh, uh, to and through pastors? How many believe that? And so what I'm going to show you through this series is that God speaks to everybody who's born again. And even those who are not, he speaks to them so they can become born again. Amen. And so I'm going to show you the secret into hearing his voice. Let's look now 
into verse 10. It says, And the Lord said to Moses, Go unto the people, sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes, and be ready against the third day. Watch this now. For the third day, read it with me, the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people. In other words, let me continue to read. Uh, for the, on the third day, the Lord come down and decided all of the people upon the Mount of Sinai. And in most cases in the Bible, we will see that something had to take place that people had to do for them to draw closer to him. Now write down James chapter 4 verses 8. Because this principle of us moving first to grow up or go up and get closer to God is spread throughout the whole Bible. I'm just going to give you a few. James chapter 4 verse 8, it says, draw close to God and he will draw close to you. Notice what that verse does not say. It does not say God will come to you and then you come to him. It says if we will draw close to God, he will draw close to us. I love the living translation. This is what it says. And when you draw close to God, God will draw close to you. Amen. The children of Israel, they had to leave Egypt to experience the promised land. In other words, they couldn't just stay there for them to see God's best for their lives. And some of us, we want to see God at the next level, but we're not moving. The widow woman had to give of the little she had first before she could see the abundance of God's supply. Peter had to let Jesus use his boat first before Jesus uh, gave him an opportunity to catch an abundance of fish. We have to confess with our mouth and believe in our heart first before salvation can take place. In other words, I'm trying to get you to see that we must move first. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to move first. Amen. So the first point that I'm trying to make this morning is that we must move first or God will always come down when we make an effort to go up. Can you say amen to that? Let me give you point number two. Point two is we must address our excuses. We must address our excuses. Now go to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. I love this story. It's the story about someone who had some issues in their life for a long time. And many of us, and I'm going to show you at the end, that uh, you really don't know that you're not pursuing God. You may be living for God. You may be living saved. You may, be, uh, you may love God with all of your heart. But I'm going to show you a principle that may show you that you're not really trying to grow up or closer to God. In John chapter 5, are you there? Say, I'm there. It says here, and there was a feast of the Jews, and, the, and Jesus went to Jerusalem. And there in, in, at Jerusalem, by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk. A blind halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. And verse 4 says, For an angel went down and at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after troubling the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatever disease 
he had. Now watch this now, verse 5. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity, how many years? 38 years. This man had a problem for 38 years. Let's look and see what happened. And when Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that he had been there a long time. Now, I'm, I'm not sure how Jesus knew that this guy had been there. In my sanctified imagination, I think because we know Jesus went to church as a child on a regular basis. We know that through scripture. I think Jesus passed this guy when he was little a long time. And he saw this guy, you know, uh, and all these other people being withered and halt. In other words, they were sitting there at this pool trying to, you know, get healed. And, you know, Jesus has a habit of using water for miracles. I mean, he turned the water into wine. And when I researched that, that was almost like 5,000 glasses. I mean, they had a good time, didn't they? <laughs> so here it is. We have another water situation. And this guy's sitting there. And Jesus knew he had been there for 38 years or a long time. Watch this now. And verse 6 or verse six says, And when Jesus saw him, he knew he had been there a long time. And here's the question that Jesus asked that I didn't understand for a long time. He says, read it with me, will you be made whole? Let's read that again. Will you be made whole? Now, look at your neighbor and say, will you go up and grow closer to God? Just ask him. Now, I believe every question should demand an answer. Watch in verse 7, because it ties into my point here. The impotent man answered him. Now, let me ask you this. What should have been his answer? I mean, you don't even need to know how to, you know, spell or go to school to say yes. All he had to say was yes, but watch his answer. The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Did he answer Jesus' question? You know, because not everybody wants to be healed. Not everybody really wants to grow closer to God. To some people, salvation is enough. You know, when I first got saved, I, I, I knew that my life would change and I knew that God would want my life to change, but I didn't know how much my life was going to change. And had God told me every area of my life that needed to change when I first got saved, I wouldn't have got saved. Because I had some habits then. I mean, I, I sold weed and I sold enough for me to smoke. You know, I was a businessman. You know, I, 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 had, I, I smoked weed for a long time. And, and, and uh, I got to the point when I was like, wait a minute now, I'm spending too much money for this. So what I did, I began to sell it. And so I would sell enough to make enough money to buy, and then I'd smoke the rest. Everybody say, he was an entrepreneur. <laughs> Some of you all may be entrepreneurs in this room. Just look at your neighbor's fingers next to you. 
I'm just playing. I'm playing. <laughs> Somebody got their five fingers up. <laughs> Don't worry. Pastor Evan hasn't smoked weed in almost 30 years. Okay? So, uh, amen. Clap, clap for that. Amen. That's... The man didn't even answer the question. And so Jesus said unto him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took upon, uh, took his bed and walked. And on the same day, it was the Sabbath. Sabbath. In other words, here's my point. We must address our excuses. This guy had as some excuses. Apparently, people probably felt sorry for him and gave him money. Or helped him. And you know, you can be, some people don't want healing because they want to stay on unemployment. Some people don't want to grow closer to God because they might, God might ask them to stop smoking weed. But see, here's my question to you. What is keeping you and I from taking the steps to go up? Because we should be growing up in our relationship with God. And if you are standing still, there are some excuses that you're not addressing. Okay, what are some of the excuses? Well, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm busy, you know. Uh, some of us may, may be content with where we are, so we just stop growing. I mean, we know we're saved. We know we're going to heaven, but uh, we just leave it right there. Or some of us, we use our kids as our excuse. Man, I got too many kids to be reading my Bible and praying every day and going to a true group and coming to church. Uh, that's too much. I got too many kids. Or some of y'all, man, my job keeps me too busy i don't have time to do this or some of you all you may blame your spouse well my spouse he don't go to church so you know that's keeping me from being spiritual and then here is some of you all who have been in the faith for a while here's an excuse that you don't even know is an excuse a lot of times people mistake just because the gift that God gave you is working doesn't mean you're growing closer to him. Okay, let me put it in today's term. See, that's why a, a pastor can preach and his life be different than what he's preaching because God's going to make sure that the people be fed. Now, it ain't going to take long for that sin to find them out. But I'm just saying, when Moses got upset with the people, remember Moses and God told him, he said, I want you to go and speak to the rock so the rock water can come out and I can give my people some water to drink. Moses got upset and had an attitude with the people. And so instead of speaking to the rock, we know what did he do? He hit the rock, but what happened? Water still came out because God's heart was for the people. So just because your gift is working, just because you're able to still discern, just because you're able to prophesy, just because you're able to pray and God hears you, does not mean that you are growing closer to Him. Amen. So here's my last point because we have our new members class here in just a minute. Point number three is, we must pray up in order to go up. We must pray up 
in order to go up. Uh, go to Mark chapter 11 quickly. Mark chapter 11. Go to Mark chapter 11. Here's the principle that I, I'm going to show you that if you're not activating this principle, you're not actively going up or you're not actively growing up. Because many of us don't know we're in spiritually, we're spiritually neutral. Can a, can a car move if it's, if it's in neutral? Not really. Actually, it will move in the direction of wherever the, the street is going. And so most of us don't realize we are spiritually in neutral. And we've used excuses like, I can't pray like I used to be. I got a family. I have kids. I got a wife. I got a husband. I got this. I got that. But, but my, my question to you is, the scripture still tells us to seek first the kingdom of God. And so many of us, our needs are not met because, watch this, by principle, he said if we will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, what happens? Then all these things will be added. Watch what we've done. We've started chasing the things instead of seeking God. Because if you seek God, then the things will come. So in Mark chapter 11, let me show you this principle real quick. Look in verse uh, 24. He says, therefore, I say unto you. Watch this now. This is good. What things soever you what, class? You desire when you what? When you pray, believe that you what? Receive them and you shall what? Have them. So this is the acid test. Of whether or not you are actively moving first to grow closer to God. And that is if you're praying and asking him to help you grow closer to him. Because see, we just read, he says, what things whatever you desire when you pray. So if my desire is to get closer to God, then that should be part of my prayer life. So my question to you is, when was the last time you prayed and said, Lord, I just want to know you more. I want to grow closer to you. I want to be more intimate with you. I want to find out more of who you are. When was the last time you prayed that? Because if you haven't prayed it in a, la in a long time, it's not part of your desire system. Because if you track your prayer life, you pray what you desire. When your husband is acting up, Father, I mean, you even get on your knees. Father in heaven, I thank you today because you're such a mighty and awesome God. You know, let me tell you something about God. You know, uh, uh, God understands slang too. You don't have to do all that. But here's my point. My point is, when was the last time you took some time to pray and ask him to be more closer to him? When was the last time? If it's been a long time, you're possibly in neutral. Now, neutral does not mean you don't love God. Neutral does not mean you're not moving forward to do, watch this, works of righteousness. See, works of righteousness is, I'm a usher, I'm a greeter, I work in the children's ministry, or I do, you know, those are works of righteousness. But you can do those things and still not have a desire to be close to Him. And I believe a lot of us in this room are spiritually stuck. 
And I'm trying to show you this morning how to get from being unstuck. Can you say amen to that? All right. I have no more time. But let me just say this as I close. There are so many times people ask me, Pastor, how do I get back on track with God? How do I do that? And here's the answer. The same way you got saved is the same way you get back closer to God. How did you get saved? You confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and then you believe in your heart. In other words, it started with your mouth. And that's how you start. You start by just saying, Lord, I need you. I want to be closer. Because some of you all are too satisfied. There's another level in him that you haven't experienced. Some of us, our testimonies have dust on them. You know how if some clothes are old, they have moths in them and the moths have them. Some of our testimonies have moths on them because God haven't moved in a long time. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe you're here this morning. And this is a general question. So I don't really need to...